0: Welcome back to New Rock Stars. New looks from Spider-Man: No Way Home show Doc Ock trying to crush Spider-Man's head, making us wonder what is running through this Padman's mind. Like when I get dragged into a surprise party, my first thought is not ever. Hmm, let me turn to the sweetest looking boy, say hi, Peter, and then restage the mountain versus the viper to implode his skull. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? This is Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the wildest <laughs> theories for the nerdy titles we love. I'm Eric Voss, and going rogue with me today is our own friendly neighborhood, Jessica Clemens. <laughs> Woohoo! <whip, swip>, <laughs> <laughs> and warping into our timeline from the Twitch dimension, it's Angelica Trey!
1: Hey, it's good to be back.
0: Good to have you back, and finally our guy in the chair, especially at this exact moment, it's empty
2: man in the chain it's me everybody <laughs> I say gonna more stupid in. things on your screen yet again hello i love you all Mwah. and we love all you right.
0: mc especially <laughs> knowing that right before you taped you were clearing branches through your neighborhood because there's a crazy I... nor'easter in the northeast
2: <laughs> it actually wasn't a, it was literally a whole tree and i couldn't move it so it's it's literally still in the middle of the road well, I feel stay terrible. safe
0: out there. Careful, because those branches coming from Florida, I'm always afraid to touch branches because they're connected to power lines that they've tripped on. It's its a scary time, so just stay
2: Very safe. scary.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to talk about Doc Ock in Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. We got some new set photos from Empire Magazine showing Otto Octavius, Doc Ock, battling with Spider-Man, using the classic maneuver of constricting him with his tentacle arms and trying to crush his head. Between this and Alfred Molina's happy, hi, Peter, line in the trailer, what exactly is going through this guy's head? Like, since getting warped into this reality, is he still pursuing that agenda of completing his fusion reaction? Is he just trying to kill anything that looks like Spider-Man? Is he trying to get home, or does he like it better in the MCU? What do you guys think?
1: I feel like he wasn't ready for this scale of things, and he's just going after anything that resembles Spider-Man and yeah i'd imagine he's not i don't think he's ready to venture through any sort of multiverse but but who knows you know maybe he's full of surprises
0: yeah do we do we think that he knows that he has gone into another dimension yet or does he still think he's in Mm. the same version of new york city Mm. that he left
1: maybe he's just confused and he thinks there's a copycat or something. <laughs> <laughs> copycat Spidey, who is this? Grab his head.
2: It's like, you're not Toby Maguire. I like the <laughs> Raimi films better. It's just <laughs> <He's> a
3: <laughs> normal child that he's trying to kill in a costume.
1: Exactly. He's like, it's not pizza
2: time. <laughs> it's not Halloween yet. What are you
0: doing? Yeah, because like we got to remember, in that moment during the fusion reaction, yes, he was pissed off at Peter, but only because Peter was meddling with his plan to like resurrect his science experiment uh, mm. And yeah, he did capture Mary Jane, but it was really just mm. to kind of lure in Peter Parker. He wasn't that homicidal. I guess you could say he kind of was. That whole train battle, he was straight up trying <laughs> to kill Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but just he, mild he It was in the pursuit of keeping the sun in the palm of his hand. Does he care <laughs> anymore about having the sun in the palm of his hand? Is he just like, straight up, I'm gonna kill anything that's red, blue, mm. and whippy all over?
3: I think that yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think that Doc Ock in his timeline or his universe has succeeded in killing Peter Parker to be to continue building his reaction, his fusion reaction. Mm. And then when that spell happens and they drop into the MCU or what we call our Peter Parker's timeline, they come in and they see all of the stuff on the news that are like Peter Parker, Spider Man, Peter Parker, Spider Man, and he's like. I just killed this guy, I have to go kill him again. And so he's going to kill this Peter Parker just out of like, I need to kill Peter Parker, he's gonna ruin and foil my plans. So he could be confused ultimately with Angelica says, but I think it'd be fun to see him be like, I just killed this guy, how is he still alive? And just because there, if there's multiple timelines, multiple branches, there could be a timeline where this Doc Ock did successfully kill Peter Parker. And it'd be sad, but I do like the idea of a dead Peter Parker. Um, I think oh. it brings you closer. It's like the idea of a dead wow. boy. Jessica okay. is the
2: sixth member of the Sinister Six. Yeah, confirmed.
3: I think so. yeah. Jessica confirmed. Nothing I want more than to murder this child, but <laughs> this young young boy. I uh, hope Tom Holland's not watching this. I'm a big fan, and I would never wish death upon you. But in this series, I need it. Um, I need to feel that connection that we did get in in um, in the the animated Spider Man um that we did see it's like when he died we were like we didn't even get to see that peter parker for long but just because he died it was like oh damn this is emotional and i'm attached so i think still having a dead peter parker in a timeline is a good idea I could see yeah that. i think Ooh. what's
0: like we have to remember that and this is why i'm so obsessed with this question when we watch the no way home trailer again and again and we see all these uh, you know teases come out all these theories like i think we forget that these are all like adult brilliant scientist characters who left a story where they were in charge of the agenda. Uh, And they aren't just, like, toys we get to play with again who are dropped into our Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, Alfred Molina is an experienced stage actor. He has to play some objective in this movie. He's not just here just so we can have Doc Ock again. Like, he has a mission that he is on. And you got to imagine he's now in a universe that's presumably going to have uh, Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborne, yeah, mm-hmm. as Alfred Molina, uh, uh, Doc Ock, as Otto Octavius, he had a deal begrudgingly. With um with Harry Osborne, who just carried on the Oscorp legacy of funding his experiments, but presumably knew who Willem Defoe Norman Osborne was. So if he gets to see him again, he now views him as like a a potential ally and what yeah. his technological ambitions were. So are they working together to attack this bridge yeah. in this moment? Are they rivals or are they just like Two wrestlers who ended up end up in the same ring were like, All right, you and me, tag team, let's go, brother. They
3: have to be working together. would Doc Ock be the leader? Or, well, if we're going, oh, depends on which Sinister sticks we're going with. But I thought Doc Ock was going to be the leader of this bunch of hooligans. Um, maybe. Like,
1: I, I assumed. He's also the smartest one.
0: Empty? <laughs> <laughs> Dad? Dad? Empty, get in maybe, here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're just featuring okay.
1: him I- and there's like a bigger bad, you know? Maybe. But yeah. yeah.
2: See, I think that we—I think the main motivation for all of these people could be the—the the main motivator for most bad guys, uh, especially in real life, money. I think that there's probably a huge bounty on this Peter Parker's head, and we have mm-hmm. you know your your uh, your lizards, your your Doc Ox who wants to make a have the sun in his hand, have the whole sun in his hand, um, and you know all those people, and then you have Norman Osborn basically funding this. This whole thing is like we need to kill this man, and I think what's going to make this movie super unique is that I'm of the mind that Peter Parker goes to this weird amalgam universe where the Raimi Spider Man, the web Spider Man, and elements from his world are mashed up together into this one world, and I think that. Every time, like a Spider-Man villain sees Peter, they see his version, like the yeah, version that they're what, familiar with, yeah. and they're like, uh-huh. "All right, so like, yeah, like that's so." Doc Oxy's to, uh, Toby McGuire is like, "I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get that money because uh, I don't like you anyway." So we're um, back so, in the
0: uh, the MT theory of it's all a side <laughs> playground, <laughs> it's not the MCU, don't worry I, kiddos, I people I just can get hurt and die with no effect on our main MCU continuity.
2: Yeah, yeah as I think that the whole Peter Parker um, being out of the MCU, that whole drama that we all, the trauma that we all went through with uh, Sony and Marvel not having go, seeing eye to eye... I think that elements of that are still here. I think that mo- Spider-Man will not stay in the MCU forever because Sony still owns Spider-Man. Like, even though it feels like Spider-Man's in the MCU forever, that's not necessarily true. And I think that right now Sony is making this weird playground that Spider-Man will end up playing in with, you know, that past, you know, Sony Spider-Man history already intact. So are you that's saying just there's no Toby? Toby? Weird... I'm saying there is a Toby, but the world that they're in mashes up, like, the pasts of, like, Toby and Andrew together with Peter's past to make this weird, like, this is the the one and only uh, Spider-Man. We're just mushing all their souls together, essentially, and, like, mushing okay. the souls of their universes together to make this weird new universes where all the movies are canon now. But, yeah, the main motivator, I think, for Doc Ock here is just money. I think that they're, he wants to fund his experiments to you know for the reason why he has those arms to mess with the sun i think that's still there and mm-hmm. i think that all these people are desperate and they're just want to kill peter parker for the cash
0: See, I don't it's gotta be more than money though. Because (laughs) money was an easy thing for Doc Ock to get in the first movie. He he robbed a bank. Mm -hmm. Joel McHale was like, sure, take all my money. Like, I think that's an easy thing for him to get his hands on. He only got money in pursuit of rebuilding his fusion tech experiment. See, I think like in that moment, he's freaked out, and Peter is the first recognizable thing in this altered world. So he's like, Mm -hmm. kid, tell me where I am. Tell me where I am. <laughs> what universe is this?
1: And and then Peter goes, "Oh, you're in the wrong universe." And then he just throws up his arms yeah. and walks he out. Goes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he goes, he, he crawls back through the hole. He goes, "Oops." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bye bye. My eye just dips. Is it still canon, and are we still keeping in mind that at the end of that Peter, or that Doc Ock, he straight up was just like controlled by his tentacles, and he was like, "You listen to me now." So he changed himself. He like, "You listen to me now." So he changed who he was. So I'm also like, are we gonna get that in this movie where he's gonna come back to who he once was, or are we getting the only solely crazy Doc Ock that's controlled by his tentacles?
0: It depends when during that boathouse battle he gets yes. sucked in during. Yes. Because is it before Peter Parker electrocutes him and he goes ah, 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 and that kind of zaps the, <laughs> the neural chip in his yeah. spinal cord? If it's before that, the arms are still in charge and he's still pretty evil. Yeah. If it's after that, you know Alfred Molina has been able to like summon up the balls to be like, listen to me now, and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. he's more in charge. Yeah. I think it's gonna be before. I think we get to to more. Be.
3: So we there, we have to electrocute him again to get his senses back. Which could uh, the, the Jamie Foxx could do Jamie Foxx uh, Just a hug from a Electro <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Hey buddy What's going on He's like What am I doing here I've gone crazy I need my children I need my wife
0: <laughs> Your going, wife is still dead She's yeah. still dead <laughs> 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 he,
3: he comes back to that, So that's the flip the switch Okay so it That's out. it we Take the done. wheel
0: arms I'm pissed <laughs> off again Um uh, I wonder, I think, MT, you're on to something. I don't know if it's going to be a completely separate pocket reality. I still think it's going to be the MCU because Sony okay. wants it to be MCU. They want it to be universe where Doctor Strange and Wong and Iron Man once were. You know, I But I do think that like similar to the Westview Hex kind of fading at the end, and then the status quo has been roughly restored by the end of the movie, We might have some of that going on, like the spell ends or something. Mm. But I do think that's still the main MCU. I think in the way that like, the Westview Hex still had some, uh, um, (laughs) those people were still pissed off and they felt betrayed. I think there's still gonna be some, within the MCU, some residual effects that are left over from everything that happens in No Way Home. Otherwise, I think people just feel too shortchanged if it's all just in a a bubble reality that have no consequences, you know?
2: I think they might go with like the whole Christmas Carol vibe, though. It's just like, oh, oh. like all that stuff didn't really happen to Ebenezer Scrooge, but like it's the journey that forms you. Um, someone must know, have but... changed
0: by the end of this in order for it to matter, right? No story matters unless someone. It's changes. just
3: gonna be like Peter Parker, exactly. though. Uh, it's just gonna be Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, I, uh,
0: I, I, I think I just wonder, like. Not all these people are going to be straight up villains to Peter by the end of this movie. Yeah, uh, which absolutely. of the are the Sinister Six going to be united in their antagonism toward Peter? Are any of them going to join Peter's side? Uh, like, are are Doc Ock and Green Goblin going to be constant threats to Peter for the full two and a half hours?
3: I think it's I, no. I think specifically Sandman because he's so easily changeable. Um, he's not easily changeable. He's made a sand. You just put him into a like castle, you like, time He's like, damn, so I'm stuck here. It's the morality. <laughs> yeah, the, the sands of time. They put him in an hourglass, and they kind of just like let him sit there. Um, no, like Jasmine. I... Oh yeah. Oh god, they're gonna drown in sand. So, but I think he has. Well, if we're staying to the situation of like how close he was to his daughter, I think he's someone that's easily able to like switch sides. That's I that's why I think I'm I'm just betting now that the first person to change sides will probably be him.
0: All the Sinister Six villains had some kind of relationship with Spider-Man or Peter Parker to where they could flip um, yeah. um like Dr. Connors, you know, was a mentor, mm-hmm. so was yeah. Otto Octavius, so was Norman Osborne. Um, I would say of those, at least in the Raimi films, Otto had the least amount of time with Peter Parker. They just had yeah. like that one lunch date. Whereas Norman Osborn, it was like his son's best friend. He kind of grew up. uh, And then uh, Dr. Connors at least had several classes that Peter Parker skipped out on. Uh, (laughs) But that was, uh, it was different in the Mark Webb ones, right? Dr. Connors Mm. uh, was more like an Otto Octavius kind of science mentor to him. Mm. Um, I would say uh, at least... Uh, Otto uh, was kind of controlled by that neural chip, whereas, like, yeah. Norman Osborn went full-on crazy. He's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I feel like that like, one's, nuts. you're not going to be able to change. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> also, yeah. I don't want I him th- to
3: change. I like him as I <laughs> have this
2: weird feeling that most of them will end up, like, switching to, like, not good, but, like, to not wanting to murder Peter. Because, like, I, I know that there are rumors or something that Sony's planning on making, like, a Sinister Six Type of spin off or something, so or like marketing them, them. So, I think that you know, having them be evil is not their whole intent for like at the end of this film. I think they just want to be like, Oh, we're we're like like suicide squad, we got the right. badass um, people, yeah. anti heroes, and all that stuff. No, so no I think, I think you're right, Norman empty. Osborn will probably be the only one that stays evil.
0: Um, yeah, we will see because I think, um, based off of the trailer footage, the little we know, like. Peter is holding on to that cube. I think that's the prison that they're all contained. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is trying to get it back from him. I have a feeling that Doctor Strange is going to be like, I just want to banish or erase these villains. I think mm-hmm. Peter he's... believes in rehabilitation. I think he's going to want to try mm-hmm. to, like,. Prove that people can be rehabilitated. Like that's his mission in this movie, and he's gonna try to turn these guys good. I think there is some external force that is manipulating Doctor Strange. He's a big weirdo from everything (laughs) I've seen. I think that's gonna be the ultimate villain of this movie is whoever is controlling Doctor Strange.
3: If it is Doctor Strange,
0: if it is Doctor Strange, I don't. I I think Doctor Strange. I think it's Scarlet Witch.
2: I think Doctor Strange is the secret villain of this because he just wants uh, Doctor Octavius' arms to do surgery again. Oh, yes, yeah, he's really like, oh, I am the only doctor.
3: <laughs> give me <him> those hands. <laughs> give him hands. Give, give me hands. <laughs> no, I would love to grabby. see a Doctor
2: Strange Doc Ock like doing magic with extra arms. Like that would be nuts.
3: There would be, be just one. Well, yeah, there would be the scene of the portal and then he's going through and punches himself. Like there, yeah. there,
0: are, there are a lot of those. <laughs> uh, Jessica, you get the point here for saying that you would murder Peter Parker. That's what you want to see. I think that's a rogue <laughs> take.
3: Don't hold that Very on. Rogue. Hold that uh, to me. Jessica,
0: yes. I would murder Tom Holland Clemens. Nope. It's yep. true. It's, no. a quote. No. it's now on the internet no. now. That's in the thumbnail of this video. <laughs> Jessica with a little thought Jessica bubble. wants
2: to murder Tom.
0: The police yeah. knock
3: at my door. They're like, we got to <laughs> yeah. talk about this. You're in a... <laughs> Seems like it's going to happen.
0: He's worried. He's afraid. Uh, yeah. Uh, We're going to dive into the surprising casting news that came out this week regarding an upcoming MCU film. But first, grab yourself a cool limited edition shirt inspired by Venom. Let there be carnage from our merch partners at Epic Hero Shop. They also have uh, great shirts for other merch inspired by Shang-Chi, Suicide Squad, and other properties that we've been loving here in the past few months. Find those shirts and all the great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Now, guys, there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you that confidence where it counts. Blue Chew has a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viacra, and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, BlueChew can help. And we've got a special dear our audience try bluetooth free when you use our promo code rogue at checkout just pay the five dollars in shipping that's bluetooth.com promo code rogue to receive your first month free visit bluetooth.com for more details and important safety information and we thank bluetooth for sponsoring the show also cryptocurrency might feel like a secret or an exclusive club but coinbase believes that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door whether you've been trading for years or just getting started coinbase can help coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy sell and spend cryptocurrency they support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone they offer portfolio management protection learning resources and a mobile app so that you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place millions of people in over 100 countries trust coinbase with their digital assets whether you're looking to diversify just getting started or searching for a better way to access crypto markets start today with coinbase for a limited time new users can get 10 dollars in free bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com rogue sign up at coinbase.com rogue for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash rogue. And uh, you are busy, and you have a lot of things to spend time on. One of them should not be thinking about what to wear. Embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. The Daily Wear System is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design made with performance fabrics and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear, and beyond, Mack Weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work, leisure, or wherever your life takes you. Here at New Rockstars, we are big fans of their hoodies and sweatpants. From their fancy ace material that's softer than soft, they look as good on the street as they feel while you are sitting on the the couch they've got groupings of outfits designed for office workers workout warriors travel junkies and folks that just like to lounge you can grab the pieces that all work together and be looking great no matter what you are into buy some time this fall with a mac weldon daily wear system for 20 percent off your first order visit macweldoncom rogue and enter the promo code rogue that's macweldoncom rogue promo code rogue for 20 percent off mac weldon radically efficient wardrobing. All right, guys, let's talk about uh, this huge news that came out this week. Bill Murray revealed in an interview that he will be playing a small role in Ant-Man the Wasp Mania, but gave no details as to what that role will be. But this third Ant-Man movie will feature Jonathan Majors returning as Kang the Conqueror after his brilliant performance in Loki, and introduce Katherine Newton as Cassie Lang, aka the Young Avenger Stature. And it seems like it will take place a lot in the Quantum Realm, maybe the Quantum Realm City, Perhaps Chronopolis, knowing that Kang is going to be involved in this. So, uh, And we also just saw in a video I explored yesterday, the movie's new loopy title logo. And it's based on <laughs> circles, which means time travel. Circles <laughs> mean time travel. Are we sure? So um, I wanted to ask you guys, though. I had some ideas about who, uh, what kind of character Bill Murray might be playing. Who do you think he's going to be in Ant-Man 3?
3: I think he's going to be gotta Scott He's got
2: to be Scott's
0: dad.
3: No, what? I think he's Scott Lang.
0: Oh, you think he's older Scott Scott Lang, like the old man in the suit?
3: Yes. (laughs) I think it's the older Scott Lang. Also, because even though he's playing a small part, it has to be important. It's Bill Murray. And I think if we look at Loki, how we got Richard E. Grant playing older Loki, that was a small part, but it was still a big part. And he played a different version of Loki so I think in this world he's playing a different not a different version older Scott Lang and him as Scott Lang would be very fun we all love our kooky Bill Murray and we'd still get that kooky Bill Murray with the years of knowledge that Scott Lang currently like, just imagine Scott Lang older through time doing what he's doing who is he Bill Murray
0: I love that
2: idea <laughs> yeah
3: so suck it. it MT. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: I have I have two theories as to who this could be. I think that it's most likely going to be Scott's dad because we have, you know, Hope's mom and dad in the picture and Hope and Scott have been together for a little while now, so they might be engaged or something. Maybe they might be getting married. So maybe Scott's dad will be like, "Hey, son, I was probably shitty." But here I am to support I was, you. I was so, totally shitty. I don't know. So I think that Scott's dad might be in the picture in this movie. But I think a more fun guess, um, because we're dealing with, you know, Ant-Man. And the one of my favorite um, moments in Marvel history was when um, Hank Pym ran into eternity. Like, he grew so big mm-hmm. that he goes into the oververse or whatever it's called. Overspace. Right. And he runs into eternity. And I would love if Bill Murray was eternity in this in the mcu that'd be great like that'd be perfect if he was just like hey guys uh what are you doing in there it's really weird uh settled out thank you Uh,
0: i love i i I do love (laughs) that uh it would be a bummer though because bill murray said he's not planning on ever coming back in the mcu he doesn't really like this genre so if that'd be like our one shot at getting eternity in its voice that'd be i would love he's
1: like i'm never coming back yeah, yeah, exactly. So like based off of uh, some of those those interview quotes, I feel like he's he's not going to necessarily be a cameo, but maybe he's going to be a wild wacky character in I don't know, like not like a a butler type character, but someone that's the equivalent of like Mobius or something. Uh-huh. In the Quantum Realm. And he's gonna be really wacky and really silly. Either that or he's gonna just make a groundhog day reference.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I honestly think that's the tree we should be barking up, Angelica, because I bet like Bill Murray was partially convinced to be in this movie from someone showing him clips of Loki and just be like, Look, we got Owen Wilson, your co-star from all the Wes Anderson movies. Like Owen Wilson's like, Bill, Bill, where are we? <laughs> French French dispatch. Look, we can just do what we're doing and not even have to make any different acting choices and we can just they they put all the special effects around us and you get to just do your thing. And and Bill's like, Okay, I guess I'll do that. Uh that's really and
1: good. <laughs> like imagine like I my idea
0: is like he's just gonna be this goofball, this high priest in Chronopolis who's like, Oh yes, I I love Kang the Conqueror. He's yeah. he's my Lord and Savior. He's everything I need. I get to wear these goofy bathrobes and that's you know, uh, but I do also love the idea of him being Phil Connors, of like he's just collected as this other character from another reality of like the ultimate time loop guy, you know? Uh, I,
2: I, I honestly just want to play for him to play himself. Just be like, hey, it's me, yeah. Bill, Murray. <laughs> um, like maybe like,
3: Bill Murray. Like you maybe how Scott, I got like.
2: Maybe Scott like imagines Bill Murray like in the quantum realm. Because like I think that in the quantum realm, your mind can make your, your reality. So maybe he's imagining Bill Murray through all of his, like, quantum stuff. He's like, all right, it's it's just like Groundhog Day. And then Bill Murray shows up. He's like, oh, my God. I don't know why I'm here, but you imagine me, Scott. So and you imagine I'm me
3: as the old version of me, not the young version of me in Groundhog Day. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I
0: mean, that is kind of like very Zombieland, random Bill Murray cameo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Marvel wanted this to get out. Clearly, this is just Bill Murray going rogue, just doing his thing and like talking to what <laughs> he, he thinks is a Bill German rogue. newspaper. It's never going to get back to mainstream press. And I bet Marvel's and, and, and Peyton Reed might be like, damn it, damn it, that was going to be a surprise cameo. <laughs> Damn it. Um, that's hilarious. But we know it now. So get another crazy cameo on top of that. Yes. Get us like that. I always say that's my way. Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, a lot of fun ideas out there. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to watch uh, Wednesday's uh, Ant Man 3 video It Man the Wasp We got some clues. Woo-hoo. I talk about Arrival. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm going to give the point to MT because I like this idea of eternity. I just hope that um, <laughs> they would be able to get him back for future cameos as I know.
2: Hey, he could just phone it in. He could just be like, hey, just say these lines. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Um, all right. So we're now going to move into our rogue question. Are you guys ready? I think so. Always. Yes. Ready as I'll ever be. Um, all right, guys. So here's uh, the question. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has finished its principal photography. However, it has con- been confirmed by Benedict Cumberbatch that some additional reshoots are happening later this year. And this is already after we, we they already did some reshoots. So we're getting another round of reshoots. We don't have any reason to be concerned, uh, as we have learned on every Marvel movie, they do reshoots. The same story comes like every time, oh my god, they're doing reshoots, so is there trouble in paradise? (laughs) No! They do reshoots and multiple rounds of reshoots on all of these movies. It's just what every director wishes he or she could do if they had the opportunity to go back and change some stuff and and get some better takes. Um, But since this is the Multiverse of Madness, I want you guys to look at some other crazy pop cultural event that has happened in recent months uh you know since they've already been tinkering away at multiverse of madness what new thing has happened in the zeitgeist that uh sam raimi's like i gotta get this in the movie so i'm gonna reshoot it and force this cameo that has no business being
2: in a marvel movie into this movie go rogue my babies they're, they're throwing in a baby yoda for sure uh there's gonna be at, at least, least one. one baby yoda yeah exactly <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: uh several baby yoda maybe who knows
1: yeah, they um. wanted to include Steve from Blue's Clues coming back, <laughs> telling us that he's proud of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange shed one single tear. It's yeah. a whole new scene.
0: Hey, you may have forgotten he's me, like, Doctor Strange, but I'm proud of you. You've come so far. He's like, far. look at you go, Doctor Strange. Don't look at you though, go. Far you come? <laughs> Doctor Strange just cries.
3: Well, I think it'd be fun if they reshoot it to add. Like Wong or someone getting ready for Halloween, and it's a bunch of Squid Game outfits um, <laughs> oh instead God. of what wow. they were doing before. Instead of making them like, Oh, you're gonna dress up as like a Marvel character, he's like, No, I need to reshoot it. Squid Game's really big, <laughs> and he's just wearing Nike. A full and, and Nike. You know what? That would it. be
2: hilarious because, like, of the tentacle creatures, the interdimensional tentacle creatures, so like they just put a Squid Game reference because the yeah. squids. The
0: Squid Game know. is Shuma Gorath you know. going uh, uh, red light, up, green light.
3: Just want to see <laughs> Emergency happen and they show up in the Nike tracksuit instead of the outfit they're supposed to be in. I love that so um, much because he's an eyeball. Right. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just
0: an eyeball. Oh, Red yeah. light, green light. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> it just kills off people on the. Uh... I was gonna sing the song, but I don't think I'm allowed to sing that song. <laughs> Red light,
3: green light. I don't
0: know the Korean words. I don't want to butcher it oh, and just be an yeah. asshole. I'm not gonna do that.
3: Probably for the best.
0: Um, Well, I think the point there's got to go to Angel Catr. I love this idea of Steve from Blue's Clues. Oh my um, God, <laughs> coming into this, I think that'd be so sweet and so beautiful. He's proud and I love of all that Sam Raimi's like, I got to get him in there. Um, Well, that means all of us are winners today. Woo. Good job, everybody. That's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. A uh, big thanks to all of our guests, Jessica Clements, Angelica Trey, and MT. Uh, follow all of them on social media and support their many endeavors. You can support our channel by checking out all of our great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. You can follow me at Voss. follow New Stars on all social platforms, and be sure to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. See you all next week, chubbers. <laughs>